0: Deanne and welcome to my podcast, Things I Talk About. It seems like you don't have to go very far before you run into conversations about how things are shifting and how so many of us are in a time of transition, whether that be personally or collectively. I myself have felt this and have witnessed others in this same position. But I ask myself, why is it just because I resonate with being in a time of transition and therefore I just notice it more? Or is there something more to it? And if there is more to it, let's discuss the why my special guest today is katie graham katie is an expert coach a healer intuitive and mentor she is the owner of everyday confidence coaching she guides heart-centered women on their journeys through healing transformation and spiritual awakening she helps women shift their perspective of someday into dreams that come true. So Katie, thank you so much for joining me here today. I am really excited to talk more with you. I would love to start off though by learning a bit more about you. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, maybe where you're from or what led you to become a coach?
1: Wow. Okay. So that's, that's a great question. So let's start with <laughs> where I'm from, I actually grew up on a farm in Iowa. And the farm I grew up on was a century farm, which means my mother grew up there, my grandfather grew up there. The relatives that adopted him grew up there. The house had been there for over a hundred years by the time I showed up. So that's where I grew up. And I have bounced around the country a little bit. So I've been in Florida multiple times. I've been in Chicago. I've been in Dallas. And I moved back to Florida in 2010 after my mom passed away. And uh, that is actually, her story is what got me into coaching. I had watched my mom's life and I've been basically on the same path that my mom was on. If she did something at 20, I did something at 20. If she did something at 30, I did something at 30.
0: Wow. She
1: got cancer at 61 and I said, oh, heck no. So I'm like, how do I prevent that and not have that happen in my life? So I started seeking out those things that we do. And I ended up in, at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition for Health Coaching. It was not my intention to be a coach. It was not my intention to go serve others. It was my intention to go, how can I not get cancer? That was my sole intention is how can I avoid this? And like six months into this, I was in a, a two-year program. Six months in, people started coming up to me on the stream, going, I don't know what you're doing, but I want it. It's like, okay, maybe I am supposed to be a coach. So I started as I went through my education, I became coaching and every client that I attract, because you and I both know that we attract what we need in our life. Every client that I attracted needed more than just food. They all already had the information of, they knew what to eat. They knew how much to exercise. It was the mental and that emotional stuff that was getting them stuck. So after a couple of months and my clients repeating over and over and over, I'm like, okay, I get it. I went back i got my life coaching certification i went back and got more information and coaching certifications around confidence coaching and mindfulness and meditation and reiki and all those other fun things that led me into where i am today and today i just keep getting weirder and weirder not gonna lie um <laughs> i think we're, we're talking transformation today and i actually had a client that we met on a, a networking event and we set up for a one-on-one and the moment we got on this one-on-one call, she burst into tears. Um, oh, well, that's kind of odd. Okay. We'll just flow with it. <laughs> so we did a quick, not a quick, we did a coaching session and I started, I had been working on my own emotional stuff and I have my own tools that I hadn't been using with clients. Like um, I've got a, a what others would call a spirit stick. I call him my healing buddy. It's Harry, the healer stick. And I've got this cricket, the manifester spirit stick that we're, in with my tools i'm like hang on i have to go get something so i bring out the spirit stick i'd never used it with a client she's like oh that is awesome and we did a cleanse for her right then and there something i had never done with any other client that was in sept- that was august that was august so my life coaching switched in august and transformed into this helping women succeed and get on their goal and make their own business work into helping all the emotional impasse like me, and likely you, clear their own ways so that they can go further faster on their own spiritual awakening journey.
0: So that's kind of neat in a mm. nutshell. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is such a fun story. And I love hearing it and, you know, seeing how you just have been like you said guided and how wonderful that you are able to recognize you know and flow with that transition and change you know to kind of allow the energy to flow and go where you need it um, because that's what's meant to be for that time and season And I think that's wonderful because I know so many of us, and I hate to admit, but I tend to gravitate towards comfort and security sometimes where we want to hold on to a particular identity. This is what I am. This is what I do. This is, you know, this is what I'm familiar with. And sometimes it can be uncomfortable when we start to be pulled another way. And, and our logical minds want to say, oh, wait, but how does this relate to that because, you know, that's who I am. So this piece has to fit somewhere clearly. And I think sometimes we can hinder ourselves, you know, from that transition. And I just love hearing your story of how it flowed, you know, and your energy is being used so divinely for the time and season and what is needed. That's beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. So like you said, and as I mentioned in my introduction, we're going to be talking about transition, but I, you know, Katie, I laughed when you said this was a topic you were interested in speaking of, because I feel like I have had so many people come to me, uh, Cassandra, I want to talk about transition. I want to talk about transition and i know that i also on my pa- podcast has shared some of my story of being in a time of transition mm-hmm. i've entertained my next car being one of those um kia red kia souls and it's like now that i've made that decision i keep seeing them everywhere sure. so (laughs) So I've kind of laughed because I thought, okay, is this just me because I'm connecting with this energy that this energy is surrounding me? But I would also be curious to hear your perspective. Is it possible, it's just me, or are we actually collectively all sort of (laughs) experience this heightened sense of transition? What are your thoughts?
1: So it could just be you and me, both of us. (laughs) Um, But I really, 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 from the clients I'm working with and all the engagement I get on my... Everyday Confidence Coaching, Instagram feed, which I get a lot more private messages than I do um, public. People going through this transformation in their life. And I'm truly believing that it's those of us who knew when, who decided before we got here, that we would be the ones who are the light bringers and that open up Mm. the world to raise the vibration. And it's almost like we are the the next wave being called up. And I know we're not the first wave We're far from the first wave, but it's the next wave has been called up and we're all rising together, which means we have to step out of who we were molded to be by our parents and our teachers and society and people saying that's weird. Heck, I call myself weird every day because it's easier for me to say, I am so weird for people to go, Oh, you're not so weird. It's like, Oh, thank you for acknowledging that this is no longer so weird. um uh, <laughs> Yeah. It's, I really believe it's this whole wave that's coming up and coming through. And unfortunately, most of the women who are coming up and coming through don't know where to go. They don't have that support system. They're, they're sitting in the, oh my God, I'm too weird. I can't talk to my friends about this because they're going to disown me. Mm -hmm. i said so many times when I'm speaking with women, I'm like, you know, I actually have a client who I don't say you're my clients down the street from you who also is going through this, but I'm like, you know, you'd be really surprised who's in your neighborhood. Who's also going through this. And we start giving, say, why don't you do a, and see who attracts you. They're like, Oh my God, the next call. I had five people say, I love cards. Like just talking Oracle cards going, you know, maybe just Oracle cards at your next women's meeting and see who attracts. And they're like, I had five different women walk up to me going, I use Oracle cards and we now have a little support system. So it's, It's we're all going through it. We're just not all vocal like you and I are going, hey, we're going through this. Come join us. Yeah. And it's, I would love to inspire other women to just open up and say, hey, who else is going through this with me? Let's let's band together so we have a support system.
0: Oh my gosh, so many things, so many things are coming to my mind with that beautiful share. Thank you so much. They you you touched on so many valuable points. And I agree. Like you said, I do believe that, you know, this is something collectively we are shifting and changing, you know, and realigning as well with the divine feminine and the v- divine masculine energies. And I also love how as a Dolores Cannon fan, I love also how you mentioned wave Um, as I have read her book, The Three Ways, which kind of also touches a little bit on times of collective transformation and shifting. And the piece that really stood out to me the most of what you shared though, is your, your guidance in sharing, you know, to go and mention like the Oracle card. I was having a conversation with my son just the other day in the car and he is 16. I can hardly believe that my baby is 16 years old and having to think about college and what am I going to do with my life? And, Oh gosh, like just in personal reflection of me at that time, my heart goes out you know, to him. And he said the most interesting thing and this may seem unrelated, but I feel like it is absolutely related. And he said to me this, he says, mom, I feel like I want to do something I love in a way to earn my money. But he said, but he says, but I feel like I'm afraid that's not possible. And I was like, first off, my goodness, to have a child at 16 years old that can vocalize that Uh and express those emotions. I mean, I surely wasn't there. And also, I think it's testament to that balance of divine feminine and divine masculine coming into harmony, coming out from the structures that say us as a being has to look like this. You know, you strive for the things, you know, you don't get to just do what you love. These are all controlling narratives that I believe are part of this shift. And my advice to him, who my child, who is very much a hermit (laughs) and I laugh because as a human design reader, he we have the same profile, oh which base Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he's going to have this journey of needing to learn how to come out of his shell, which is same as what I've had to experience. And my guidance to him was what you said. If you don't share your authentic expression with the world you're not putting out that frequency for others to find you and i told him i said there's somebody out there looking for a friend that is just like you that wants to relate and connect to the things you love but you're not going to ever reach them if you don't feel you can gain the confidence to authentically have rights to be. Give yourself permission. I have a right to be here. I have a right to be who I am. And as we embrace that, I feel like you said, we will start to call in those people with similar energies. And in his case, opportunities, you know, to do the things that he wants to do for a living and that they would flow to him. And so I love that you mentioned that because yes, I agree with that. And I also agree that it's having people willing to come out and talk about these things that we hopefully someday won't identify them anymore as crazy or unusual.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is such guidance for your 16 year old son. And what I love the most is that it's the same exact guidance that's going to help that 56-year-old woman find her new friends, who's going to help that yeah. woman at 35 going, oh, my God, my my kids are out of school. How do I make new friends? Find their new friends
0: and find their community. It It's so universal across every age. I agree. So it definitely sounds like we're on the same page as far as this is happening for a reason. Yes. Um this is we're all going through this for a purpose. And I've noticed in my own journey I've kind of detached a little bit at times with this logic because you know I was raised and I'm not sure if this is something um you're familiar with but I was raised in a religiously abusive home. And so it, my whole life, I grew up with the end of the world is coming, you know, the end of the world is coming, you know, the rapture and all these bad, terrible things. And it's like, especially in that environment, there were always people that would be like the end of the world will be on this date. No, the end of the world will be this date. And it's like, I found that, you know, so many people had this mentality of this imp- Pending day of possible doom and salvation for those who were superior (laughs) and very fear-oriented, all of the dialogue was. And, and so I found myself feeling like I disconnected from any messaging that said, this is, you know, this thing we're moving towards this thing. But after my awakening and, and doing a lot of healing, you know, with my childhood as it relates to religion, I've started to shift my perspective and saying, you know what? What if? what if in some ways we're talking about similar-ish things, but they're coming from different perspectives um, and agendas on how they're being shared. And one thing that holds true for me that I have a a strong belief in is, at the end of the day, evolution, just the simplicity of evolution. And I also think that when we look at it in terms of growth and evolution, the world, the universe, the matter, you know, always is moving towards or wanting to move towards some sort of growth, expansion, that then I kind Of realized, okay, I'm not going to have, you know, so much fear around this topic. And there, I found a lot of personal truth in this theory that collectively there is chatter about the future being changed and finding some sort of my own way through that. Yeah.
1: You and I have very similar backgrounds. Okay. My church was not the um, one spouting, here's the end of the world. Mine was the fire and brimstone. You sin, you go to hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was not a, you asked for forgiveness, but you had to carry that sin with you for the rest of your life. And I, I want to be very clear. This was the messaging that I received. This may not be the message that the church was giving. Right. But this was through the hardcore catechism classes that I walked away with knowing knowing, you know, in quotes there, that I was going to hell because I had sinned so much and it didn't matter how much I asked forgiveness, I had to carry that sin with me. And I was to be judged my entire life for that sin. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very fortunate that when I had stepped away from God and I even, I started my career in nonprofit. So I did fundraising and nonprofit management and I worked for Catholic charities. Here I am not believing in or not having a relationship with God. I knew he existed, but I thought he hated me. So I, I worked for them and we prayed over everything and it took a very, very dear friend that helped me see that my God is actually a loving God. And the God I was introduced to was made as man's God and human God and not the actual God. So it took her a few decades to get through to me, but she was very persistent going, God loves you. (laughs) I have daily conversations and I always thank him for loving me for who I am as I am not having to do anything to deserve his love. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, i sorry. I got on a little tirade on that, uh, but the whole you're yes. It's, and that's kind of the message that how it took me decades to see that God is a loving God who loves me as I am that mm-hmm. I see as part of that collective chatter that we're all coming out of this heaviness, darkness, this stuck in the mud of you have to be this way or you're not loved. You have to be this way or you're worthless. You have to be this way because you're a woman. You can't say that because of your skin color. You can't do that because of your gender. And that's all starting to to be peeled back. And because we're human, we're making it as hard as possible. Oh, yeah. Instead of saying we want to do it the easy way, we're saying, how can we make this as difficult and hard and hurtful to everybody as possible to peel that back? Where I pray every day saying, Show me the easy action steps to move forward next. Yeah. So I'm with the chatter.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Everything you said, and yeah, that essentially has been the core of my journey. <laughs> what you described is is finding that personal worth and value. I, you know, I used to feel like I was just someone to be tolerated in the environment, and everybody was a authority over me, and kind of separating from that. And that's the beautiful thing, though, about all of this is all of this I feel like is part of this subject matter of collective transformation realizing our sovereignty and individuality and it's but it not being you know I've always said that when we can fully heal ourselves and be a unique expression of who we are there is in a way more love, support, and unity. Because if I'm okay with being me, then I'm not looking at you and thinking, Oh, well, she this, I wish I could that, you know. And so there's jealous or resentment or anger or bitterness. You know, I can look at you and knowing who I am and say, Wow. Look at what an awesome person she is. Doesn't she have the most unique, fun energy? You know, and I can appreciate you for being you and I can appreciate me for being me because there's room for all of us. We are all pieces of a fuller puzzle yeah. that come together.
1: I'm over here clapping for you. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love it. Love it. Awesome. Oh, this is just wonderful. I feel like I feel like a lot of the pieces that were shared and even like you sharing your own, you know, journey of also transformation in as it relates to how you were raised and your, you know, religious upbringing. You know, I feel like there must have been a reason for us to share these pieces of this story today. And I feel like we've set a lot of foundation for entertaining the idea of this not just being maybe it is more individual, but at the same time, the possibility that a lot of us are going through this because this is a time in which we are on the cusp of significant adjustments, evolution, change collectively. And so I would love to kind of add to this topic of hearing a little bit more about you being a coach and your skill sets that you have. What would be your advice for individuals that are listening to this right now and and maybe there are people willingly accepting this. Maybe there are people that are fighting against their transformation, you know, like the example I give of it being unfamiliar. You know, sometimes I think these structures, while we have a a, we have a love-hate relationship with them because they're familiar right and in the familiar there's comfort what would your guidance be to someone who's listening to this and how they can sort of navigate their own personal transformations in their life what would be the first thing you would say step or acknowledgement
1: the first thing i would say is you don't have to go it alone Mm. you don't to work with a coach like me they don't have to work with the manifesto generator that you are Uh, but don't go it alone there's enough people out there right here right now find a buddy find a friend when we go it alone it's a lot harder than when we have somebody there to pull us up the next rock or check on us saying hey you okay you don't have to go it alone yeah find your people
0: yeah yeah that i love that i love that and and really that also validates your earlier guidance that you talked about you know talking about you know uh being willing to talk about it and and so how wonderful to have you know individuals like yourself who are coming out and sharing that story and talking about that I'd love to add another piece to this too for those who do identify as light workers who are listening to this and this is something personally myself that I have sort of wrestled with being identifying as someone with the heart to help others is often I found myself thinking when I achieve this point, then I can help. When I get here, then I can help. But the problem is, is our silly monkey human minds never allow us to get quotation there. (laughs) And one of the mentors I have that I absolutely adore is Richard Rudd, the founder of Gene Keys, which the piece I want to share is this, is he said that when we're climbing a mountain, it's not the person at the top necessarily that is always able to reach out and help the person stumbling. It's the person just a few steps ahead of them that can reach down and pull up and help the person that is missing their footing 100%. beneath them. You know, yeah. So it's it's not about this, you know, once again this goes back to that collective narrative to where it's that toxic masculine perspective of I am this, therefore I am the expert. I am this, therefore, you know, I am the rightful leader. And it's not that it's about all of us united collectively on different Pass, not necessarily per se elevation, but just different ways, different parts of our journey, and collectively being able to help others. You might share, like, for example, Katie, the piece you shared about your story with your religious upbringing. You might, we might not know what the purpose in that is, but by being willing to share it, you are putting that information out there that's going to reach the people that need to hear it.
1: Absolutely. When you're saying about collective sharing, there's the phrase, to a kindergartner, a third grader is a genius. You don't have to be the master guru.
0: You just need to, if you know more, share more. Yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think the more we are willing to do that in an aligned, beautiful, divine feminine expression that it will be it will be greater understood and start to shift our programming of how we view who should speak and who should not speak yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i love that i love yeah Awesome. So now I would love to hear more. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you, I know you shared how things are sort of, uh, shifting. <laughs> I have to ask, I have to ask in your career, you, you were talking about the energy shifting and you had, um, a name for your healing wand or I have to ask, like, what was that name again? And. I'm, I'm just like, I'm a visual person. Like I want to see this one. Like what is it? Can you tell me, is it like, what's the, um, how is it significant to you? I'm just curious. I'm pulling him down right now. Um, (laughs) let me grab my other ones as well. Cause if I have them all together, like, are they crystal or? Yes, they've got it all. So Ah, you
1: you are going to be on video shortly. So let me, it is, is Harry the Healer. He named himself. <gasps> it has crystals and shells. So I live on a beach. So it's all things that resonate with me. He's got my favorite crystals, inc- including my Lemurian crystals that cost me a fortune. It has oh yeah, and It has twine because that is very resonant to me. It's all on a wood piece and it's got feathers and shells and crystals that came together when we do feelings to help things <sighs> up and clear the energy. So that's Harry the Healer.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, and and yeah, for, for the listeners, it's now, did you make that? I did. And I was something oh. been collecting items and I was inspired to put them all together.
1: I actually, yeah, I was fortunate enough to sit in on or not sit in. Uh, Denise Lynn is one of the people I love to read her stuff. She is one of the one of the women who have blazed a trail for us years and years and years making it okay to follow this path. And I was in a a month long session that she did. And one of the days she talked about spirit sticks and it's like, I really want a spirit stick, but I wasn't inspired. And it took me almost nine months to collect the items that went on the spirit stick and everything is held together with copper because copper bands. And then I was inspired the next day to make cricket, who is the healer.
0: And she actually came about
1: after an intense healing session I was working on through uh, another healer. And I have a past history where I was on a I'm I'm missing the word, but I was ba- basically out in the wilderness by myself as a Native American before I became the medicine woman. And I was shot oh. and killed. And she was shot and killed on the property I grew up on. So she mm. was one of the, the attachments I had to me that. She is now no longer attached to me, but she's now attached in spirit through my spirit stick, and she is my manifester. So, if there's something
0: oh. my clients
1: are wanting to bring something in, Cricket speaks up and says, I'm ready to help them manifest that. Yeah. And then my latest addition so, Cricket is a lot smaller and has a lot more twine and copper, and even has a little cricket on her. Lots. Of- yeah. And then I was inspired to make Melee, who is made of a piece of you're from Florida. So the palm trees, the the rough part before you get to the fronds, um, the pieces yeah. that fall off when they're no longer needed. So as yeah. pieces that have been covering us up that hide who we truly are break away, that's her base is that piece that breaks away because it's no longer needed to cover who we truly are. And she's got mm. copper and covered in the bright peacock feathers. And she helps break away the the layer of stuff that is keeping us from being our authentic self. And I thought she was just for me. And I was really surprised the first time she came out and wanted to work with a client. I'm like, oh, okay. So she's in my collection too. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. And for our listeners, these wands are so beautiful. They're intricately, you know, woven with pieces and wire and crystals and shells. I mean, oh, they're just works of art. I love it. I'm so glad that I got a chance to see those. And It's yeah, and it's so interesting because I know one of the things I I don't know where it's going yet, but I know one of the areas of my life um I'm experiencing some transformation in are related to energy and feeling energy. I'm I've never felt the urge to be like a Reiki healer. Um, So I'm not really sure where this is going. And I know that before we got on this call in the past, we've had prior conversations about different energies and and things like that. And I've experienced some recent energetic upgrades um, (laughs) with the last Gemini moon. It seems like there's something about Gemini in me every time I receive some sort of significant, um, adjustment. It's Gemini's involved, but yeah, I'm not sure for myself where it's going, but I'm kind of just along for the ride, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I
1: I did get my Reiki. I am a Reiki master. Okay. 10% of what I do does not involve Reiki. My gifts opened up. So I am an energy healer and I'm an intuitive energy healer. So somebody doesn't come to me and say, I want you to heal this. I work through coaching and it just, it opens things up and every client is different. Every experience is different. And I believe getting my Reiki education allowed me to tune into the energy, but it's not what I use when I'm working with clients. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Like you said, these are part of what I share, but um, also the ability to learn to sort of detach from specific labels or identifications. I love how you shared that because, you know, my human mind was thinking, okay, energy, what do I associate energy with? Okay, Reiki healing. Okay, but I don't feel drawn onto that, you know, so it's that limitation. Yeah. yeah. So I love, I love how you shared, you use the energies and, and how you flow with things. So that's, I love it. I do a lot
1: of work with angels and I do a lot of work that is coming through as pranic healing. So it's, you don't have to be educated. To open up to your gifts, you don't have to be educated to heal yourself with energy. You can wrap yourself in a beautiful bubble of protection or healing, or if there's something you want to heal around, saying, You know, I want to release this core belief of not feeling worthy, or maybe something happened to you when you're a small child that you're holding on to. You can put yourself in that beautiful bubble and ask your angels to send the energy to heal you. It's all things we can do yeah. ourselves. But I'm, I'm very, very, very much a believer on we go so much further together. I have a mm-hmm. client who has gone further in the last, I met her in August, the one who, who broke down on me on a, a networking call and where she is today. It took me 15 years to go that distance and she did it in three months. Yeah. It's just, when you're working with someone who's been there or having somebody pull you up, you go so much further, faster. And we need that
0: right now. The world needs that right now. Yeah. Uh I love it. Yeah, that's that's so beautiful. And and when you're saying that, you know, how she had this emotional response in your presence, you know, <laughs> of course that's your energy. I had a, a friend like that. It was like every time I, when I was going through my healing, it's like every time I was around her. And I am, I'll be honest, I'm like, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm an Aries, I've I'm a Libra like for astrology, I basically Basically, have all four significant cardinal expressions. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, it's they're all. It's like I have the cardinal cross, um, which you- is a challenging aspect. Um, so, yeah, I definitely feel more comfortable in the masculine. <laughs> Uh, and it's like every time i would get together with her the tears would come out it was like i would be like dang it <laughs> you know, i just want to be put together um but yeah her energy always pulled it out with without her saying or doing anything just her presence yeah so
1: <laughs> it happens a lot you i'm people are always amazed going how do you know their life story it's like i just said hello And next thing you know, I have their entire life story. And people do that. It's like, I just am. It just, I show up and I appreciate who they are just for being them. And they are comfortable enough to offload whatever's holding them down.
0: (laughs) Yeah love it uh well you I definitely feel in this conversation and feeling your energy you definitely have the most nurturing just uh like light it, it's it has this element of almost excitement to it um you have such beautiful energy and the wisdom you've shared has been so so wonderful I can only imagine what it would be like to work with you and how wonderful that you you share this, you know, your gifts in such a fluid expression with the collective. So thank you. Thank you so much. I would love to... I'd love to get people to you. What would you say the best way for people to reach out? I know there's so many platforms <laughs> nowadays. You know, I think that we tend to often kind of favor one thing over the other. How can people connect? I am with an you?
1: Instagram girl all the way. So the easy connect okay. with me is on Instagram and my handle is everyday confidence coaching, all one word. And coaching is I N G on the end. Um, That is the easiest way for them to find me and to follow me. I do daily inspirations on my feed every day and 90% of them have a little personal story with them so that, you know, you're not in it alone. Um, I am in this muck just like everybody else every day. It's another aha going, Oh my gosh, that's how I felt of being part of this family. Now I get it. Let me break that pattern that happened just last week. So. You know, we're all in this together. That is the easiest way for them to get to me. I will say I'm really excited because I'm being divinely led to create a community for folks who are looking to connect. And I'm thrilled that Patreon is now offering a free option for their communities. So look for that starting in January 2024, where you can just kind of, there'll be a lot of easy stuff to help others on their journey in a way to connect with those. So you're not feeling alone and you're not going alone.
0: So wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'll definitely be sure to, you know, include all of your wonderful links and Instagram um, in the show description. So, for our listeners, definitely go check out her work, check out her stuff, and how beautiful that, you know, you're offering a community for others to, you know, connect with one another. I hope that for those listening that do identify as being in this period of transformation, I hope that this has, if nothing else encouraged you that as Katie said, you are not alone and that there are others out there like you. I hope this also inspires you to show up in in your authentic expression every day so that you can connect with those also like yourselves because we're not meant to go about this journey alone. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And once again, Katie, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And until next time, I hope you have a lovely day. Bye. Bye.